0: It's a patch of pale purple among late summer's dry crested wheatgrass agropyron crustatum, and the buzzing songs of the insects a couple of checkered whites pontia protodice their wings tattered are landing to sip nectar it's one of our purple asters one of those beautiful plants that through no fault of their own give botanists headaches the problem is just that there are so many types of purple asters identifying species can be difficult. But the checkered whites, the striking orange and black tachinid flies, and the occasional bee visiting these flowers don't seem too concerned about the botanist's dilemma. Crested wheatgrass is another of our non-native grasses that typically forms simplified low diversity stands. And among what appears to be a biological desert of crested wheatgrass, this aster patch is a comparative oasis of activity. Hi, I'm Shane Sater, author of the What's Going On Out There blog. Today's reading is from August 29th, 2022. It's titled, Getting to Know Western Aster, Symphiatricum Ascendens." If you're a more visual person, and want to follow along with text and photos while you listen, you can also find this story on my website, whatsgoingonblog.org. So now, let's continue with the story. Part 1, Looking Closer. To identify this aster, we're going to have to take a closer look at it. This patch is in full bloom today, though a few of the flower heads have already matured. Each of these mature heads is tipped with a silky tuft of hairs. The hairs will help the seeds disperse, carrying them to a new home on a breath of wind. Like all of our asters, each daisy-like purple flower head is actually not one flower but many. In this case, there are flowers of two different types. Each purple, petal-like structure is an individual ray flower. Its corolla flattened to resemble a petal, but narrowing into a tube at the bottom. And within the sun-ray assembly of these flattened lavender ray flowers are dozens of disc flowers. These don't look at all like petals. Each disc flower is a yellow tube, surrounded by the tuft of hairs that will eventually carry the seeds on the wind. Within each tube is a yellow stigma, forked into two branches and protruding outwards. This is the structure that is ready to receive pollen as the tachinid flies and checkered whites brush past. Part 2. To Identify an Aster I won't bore you with all of the steps it takes to identify this plant. I'm using the Manual of Montana Vascular Plants a dense and indispensable reference that contains step-by-step identification keys with almost every wild plant known from Montana. To identify purple asters, we have to pay close attention to the leaves and the flower heads. We also have to look carefully at the involucral bracts, a series of leafy green structures that surround the flower head. The identification process also involves a lot of guessing and checking. Are the involucral bracts strongly imbricate that is strongly overlapping, with tips that are often purple, or are they somewhat imbricate without purple tips? This helps us distinguish between asters in the genera Eurybia and symphiotrichum When in doubt, identification is a process of elimination. Unsure about whether the involucral bracts are strongly imbricate or only somewhat imbricate, I start by reading about the species of Eurybia. None of them match the characteristics of the plants in front of me, so what I'm looking at isn't a Eurybia. It must be one of our symphiotrichum species. Part 3. Noticing the details. I continue through the ID process. Eventually, I arrive at one species that seems to match what I'm seeing. Western Aster, Symphiotricum ascendens. And in the process, I've noticed a variety of intricate details about the plants in front of me. One, the involucral bracts are not glandular, nor do they curve back away from the flower head. Two, these plants are rhizomatous, forming a loose patch connected by underground stems. Three, the leaf surfaces are only sparsely hairy. Four, unlike some asters, the stem leaves do not clasp the stem with ear-like lobes. Five, the basal leaves are oblanceolate and entire, That is without teeth on the margins. 6. The hairs on the stems are not arranged in vertical lines from the leaf bases. 7. The outer involucral bracts are definitely shorter than the inner bracts. And finally, 8. The leaves have minute, stiff hairs along the edges. Part 4. Double checking. Now it's time to check my identification. Does this species, Symphyotrichum ascendens look like what I'm seeing. Is it growing in a habitat that makes sense? Western aster, Symphyotrichum ascendens, is described as a plant of mostly dry habitats like grasslands and roadsides. That corresponds with what I'm seeing here. I also take a look at Dr. Matt Lavin's Flickr site. This is an excellent resource for information about many of our local plants, with high-quality photos and various field notes about habitat and ecology. And indeed Dr. Lavin's habitat notes also match with what I'm seeing. He describes Western Aster as a plant that's typical of somewhat disturbed sites, such as along trails, and his photos of the plant correspond well with this patch. The identification seems solid. This is indeed Western Aster Symphyotrichum ascendens, but the identification process has been much more than just slapping the right name on this patch of flowers. It's been a process of getting to know them. Hopefully from now on, I'll be able to recognize Western asters wherever I see them. I'll be able to notice the patterns, where this aster grows on the landscape, how it changes through the seasons. Part five, Symphiatricum ascendens, not just any aster. From a distance, it might be easy to overlook Western aster. These plants don't shout for our attention. They're just a pretty patch of late summer native flowers blooming quietly among a desert of crested wheatgrass. But up close, this plant has a story. The complex architecture of flowers, leaves, and involucral bracts allows us to recognize this particular species. It's not just some unknown kind of purple aster anymore. This is Western aster, a grassland species that, based on Matt Lavin's observations, can thrive on rather disturbed sites. If we see a purple aster high up in the mountains, or growing along the edge of a stream, it's probably a different species, with its own story and its own habitat affinities. And at this edge of the Helena Valley, Western Aster is a place of gathering. It's an oasis of flowers that brings together bee flies, checkered whites, and spiky orange tachinid flies. Today I've collected a few of these insects, so this winter I'll be able to learn more about their stories, too. What are the lives of these diverse insects that have come together here? to feed on western aster nectar, and to brush pollen onto the yellow stigmas. Part 6, Recognizing the Patterns. Western aster, and its insect visitors, it's another handful of the late summer stories of this landscape, and as we start to recognize this plant, to become familiar with the insects that visit it, we have another point of connection with the landscape around us. So next time you're out for a walk, Keep an eye open for a patch of western aster, blooming among the grasses along the trail. If you want to be sure, grab a magnifying lens and a copy of the Manual of Montana Vascular Plants and give the identification process a try. And let me know which insects you're seeing on these flowers. Thanks for listening. That's all for now. Again, you can find all of this material in written form, along with lots of photos, on my website, What's Going On org. That's also where you can sign up for email updates when new stories are published. And if you'd like to join those generous folks who make my work possible, that's also where you can find my Patreon page and make a monthly donation. I believe in making these stories available to everyone, so a donation is never expected. But if you're in a place where you can give me that support, it's a huge help. Until next time... Take a walk outside and keep your eye open for western aster and the insects that may be visiting it.